Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Peter Waltz. In this special series of podcasts, we'll be looking at specific issues affecting businesses and organizations in those countries impacted by the spread of the coronavirus. And in addition to touching base on stories and events and what's happening in those countries, we're also very fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers who are practicing on the ground in those jurisdictions and working daily to help their clients move through these very challenging times. Joining us today in the program is Christopher Peisch from Surha Hempel in Austria. Christopher, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Um, yeah, it's, as you said, extremely busy um, from a work point of view and, uh, of course, also difficult from a private point of view as we are not allowed to leave the house um, and, yeah, so very limited options to spend what, time currently. Just lay out the current situation in Austria for us. Tell us what's going on over there. Um, since about a week, um, all the shops uh, are closed, but some kind of shops like grocery shops or pet nutrition or something that you need on a daily basis, uh, shops like this are still open, but anything else is closed. Any restaurants, bars, uh, clubs are closed. Um, schools are closed. Universities are closed. So basically the public life is reduced to a minimum and um, all employees and employers are asked to work from home wherever possible so that um, social contacts are yeah, reduced as good as possible. And this, this of course, uh, means that plenty of, of uh, companies are closed and shut down. And of course, this leads to massive problems from an economic point of view and also to, to uh, plenty of legal questions. I would imagine. I would imagine. And, you know, Austria, like other countries, you know, the laws don't often plan for things like this. They don't foresee regulations on extreme scenarios like this. And as a result, I imagine new regulations are happening every day and it's not clear how companies are supposed to respond to them. Yeah, that's, that's fully correct. Um, at the beginning, um, I, I would say the first questions uh, regarding Corona started like three or four weeks ago. And we always said there are no um, explicit rules because everything needs to be um, decided or, or judged based on the general regulations that currently exist. Um, of course, then the situation um, yeah, get bigger and bigger every day. And especially when the shops were closed and a lot of operations were shut down, um, the, the government started to, yeah, let's say, create new laws and new provisions that, um, of course, aren't that good um, as it would be if you have like two, we uh, two months or three months to for the normal um, legislate, legislative procedure. And I mean, they, they more or less created these rules in a day or two. So there are of course, plenty of questions regarding details and plenty of uncertainty at the moment. So uh, how do employers cope with the fact that they don't have any work, but they need to pay employees? Um, yeah, basically uh, I think there are three different um, ways to have a look at this situation. Um, there are, of course, the employers like bars, restaurants, um, or shops that are closed. Um, they can't, uh, they, they don't have any turnover. They can't pay their employees. Um, but from a legal point of view, still have to pay them. And so the government um, implemented a regulation just this weekend, um, according to which uh, such employees um, 
are obliged to use up to eight uh, weeks of their vacation entitlement um, or for example plus hours that they have um, during staying at home um, so that it was one step that the government took um, to help employers survive this situation so do employees is that typical in in austria that employees get eight weeks of vacation paid by their employer um I mean, basically, uh, all employees have uh, five uh, five weeks of vacation per um, uh, per year. Um, what the government did here was saying that you are obliged to use not only the five weeks of this year, but also if you still have vacation entitlements from prior years, you also have to use um, these uh, vacation entitlements now. So the the new thing about it is normally if you don't have work for your employees and they stay at home. It's it's the risk of the employer, um, economic risk of the employer, and uh, the employees still need to be paid. And there is no option to send them in in unilateral um, uh, to unilaterally send them in using their vacation entitlements. So the new thing basically is exactly that that now the employer can request them to use their vacation instead of still keeping the vacation and being at home paid. In, uh, in my research here, it looks like we now have a new short-term work model as well over there. Can you explain that to our audience? Yeah, that, that's correct. That's another thing that, of course, um, uh, shall help all the employers um, that are not closed, for example, but don't have any new customers and new orders. Um, because, of course, the entire um, economy in Austria and also in Europe is, is extremely um, impacted by that. Um, so the government um, created a new short-time work model, which means that um, the employees or the, no the normal working hours of employees can be reduced uh, in a range of um, from, from 10 to 90 percent. So, for example, it can be agreed that, that the employees only have to work for 10 percent of their um, prior time and they still get um, 80 to 90 percent of their salary um, and in this system the employer um, only needs to pay the for example 10 percent so only the, the part of the remuneration that is linked to the reduced working hours and the balance up to the 80 to 90 percent payment that the employee receive uh, receives um, will be reimbursed by the state so the main target, of course, is to keep them in employment and to avoid um, an extreme increase of, of unemployed people. Wow. And what, what is unemployment looking like these days in Austria? Um, since the, the, the short time work model is one of the things that I referred to um, earlier when I said that um, this, the situation is still unclear and still changing daily because they more or less created this um, model in like a day. Um, so um, at the beginning, uh, now it's, it's getting better, but at the beginning when the situation was really unclear and when the conditions were not as good as they are now, um, we had like 20,000 new um, unemployed person uh, per day. So uh, like I think in the entire week we have more than 100,000 um, new um, unemployed people in Austria. So that's very interesting, and I, mean, I can definitely see the benefits of the pros in that, uh, particularly for, for both parties. But what are some of the cons there? I mean, what are some of the challenges employees are going to have from that? And, and also, uh, how does that impact the employer-employee relationship long time? What are some of the downsides? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, another pro that we didn't um, expressly address is, of course, that um, it's not a normal economic crisis, I would say. It's something where you can expect that as soon as the limitations end and as soon as the operation can start again, you will have orders again and you will have customers again and you will need all these employees again. So if you just terminate the employment relationships, you don't have them anymore and you will have to start um, getting new employees after the crisis. So that's also, of course, an advantage um, of the entire um, situation that you can keep them and you just have to pay a very low amount for them. <clears throat> and as regards cons, I think there are basically two things that are, that are making troubles at the moment. Um, one, of course, is the fact that plenty of questions are still very unclear. Um, for example, it's not clear whether um, short-time work can also be agreed for just a handful of employees or whether it has to be agreed for the entire um, operation or at least parts of the operation. Um, because as you can imagine, um, some departments of companies are, are still uh, facing a, a severe workload. For example, HR people um, uh, uh, yeah, suffering under the current uh, situation, uh, while, for example, event management or, or logistics maybe don't have uh, a lot of work. So it would be um, interesting for employers uh, being able to uh, distinguish between uh, these departments, but it's not clear whether this works. So that's one, one con at the moment. And um, also another problem is that based on the wording of, of all the um, agreements that need to be signed. Um, it's um, the fact that old vacation entitlements must also be um, taken in, in this um, scenario. And during um, the, the period during which an employee um, consumes the leave, um, he or she will have to be paid on a 100% basis. So of course, for, especially for smaller companies, this is a huge problem because you still have to pay the full salary uh, without right. um, having turnover or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, this is a problem we've heard from from all the jurisdictions. I'd like to touch on two comments or two topics rather that have come up in almost every conversation. One is travel and the other is trade. So uh, just give me a quick sense of what travel within Austria is like and whether people in Austria can leave Austria or what restrictions there might be on coming into Austria, if any. Um, yeah, travel, traveling is extremely difficult at the moment. I mean, for one reason, um, we are all not allowed to leave the house unless it's like for going uh, grocery shopping or in case uh, someone's life is in danger or in case you have to care for, for, for an old um, relative or whatever. So, I mean, just traveling for fun is definitely off the records at the moment. Um, traveling for business is also very limited. The Austrian airport is more or less completely shut down. They are just doing emergency flights. Like yesterday, they, they got um, um, medical stuff from China or they, they are bringing back Austrians that are wherever in the world, um, but they, they don't have a normal operation. Um, and also a lot of, of countries around Austria um, shut down their border. So you can't just go to Germany at the moment or whatever. You can if you have um, evidence that you work there. Um, but it's, it's a difficulty for all of us. And for example, especially if you think about the care sector, a lot of old people are staying at home. Um, someone from, um, for example, Hungary or Slovak Republic or so from neighbor countries, um, is caring for them and 
if they are not allowed to come to Austria or if they have to go to quarantine if they come to Austria or if they go back to their home country. Um, this will, of course, lead to massive troubles in the future. Yes, that's a big challenge. One of the doctrines of best practice that came through here in the U.S. was that uh, a newscaster said, you know, you should assume that everything that comes in the mail or is shipped to you in a package has COVID-19 on the package, and you should clean the package before you open it, which again creates a whole other dynamic of uh, wiping down everything you touch, so forth. But how has this impacted trade at all? Are there any restrictions, for example, on goods and goods coming from Italy or one of the other countries that may have a, um, the virus um, larger than Austria? And, and is there any, any prohibit laws or restrictions in those areas? Um, I'm not aware of, of uh, real restrictions, like legal restrictions, but of course, um, since uh, other European countries are also heavily inf um, affected and uh, companies are shut down there as well or have problems like getting their the products that they need for their own production. Um, it, it is, of course, a fact that some uh, goods are, can no longer be um, imported to Austria, for example. Um, I think plenty of Austrian companies, for example, changed their production. I heard in the newspaper that, for example, a, perfu a perfume um, a creator of perfumes um, started to make disinfection uh, yeah, supplies instead. So. I think a lot of companies that can do that based on the machines that they have and on the um, production side that they have um, are changing their product portfolio. So to, to offer products that uh, are needed um, in Austria at the moment or in other Euro in European countries. Well, difficult times, Christopher, and certainly we appreciate your insight. We hope you're staying safe, you and your family. And again, thank you for, uh, for sharing this with our audience. And uh, we'll be in touch. Keep, keep us posted. Yeah, thank you, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this edition of Employment Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest and most prestigious network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms in the world. For more information about the ELA or to contact the member firm in your jurisdiction, visit us on the web at ela.law or follow us on Twitter at ELA Global. By registering on our website, you can gain access to our ongoing library of webinars, podcasts, videos, white papers, and surveys, as well as the ELA's Global Employer Handbook. Employment Matters is a product of the ELA, all rights reserved. Any duplication or distribution of this content without express permission is prohibited.